Welcome to episode 46 of the Trivial Trivia Podcast. Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Sarah. And the Trivial Trivia Podcast is a trivia quiz show in two rounds with ten questions each. This week's general knowledge round is on legal cases, and the movie of the week is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Sarah, are you ready for this jelly? Um, not jelly, but round one. Yes, round one indeed. All right, Jeff, and since you won the last, like, six of them, um, (laughs) uh, you have to start. Okay, Sarah, your first question is this. What legal case made separate but equal in schools a thing of the past? Seriously? Yes. That's my first question. Okay. Brown v. Board. Yes, Brown versus the Board of Education. Crap. Okay, I hope I have enough questions and I only did six. Um, Jeff, the case Miranda versus Arizona gave us what? The, are you talking about Miranda rights? Yes. Like, you have the right to remain silent? Things cops are supposed to read you? I think it's more so that it you have to be Mirandized when you're arrested because of your right to remain silent and your right to counsel. Okay, cool. Because if they don't read you those, if they don't Mirandize you when you're arrested, anything you say up until they do Mirandize you can be thrown out. Wow. So you could, they go to arrest you and they forget to Mirandize you, you could confess to everything. And then it would, but they and, forgot and they to Mirandize you. My confession so they, would be inadmissible. Yes, because from that point right. on, you have the right to remain silent. Well, it's a good thing I have never been arrested for something. Yes, <laughs> very yes. good. Um, Sarah, all of my questions now are far more contemporary. Um, Conrad Murray is a guy who was just released from prison, actually, like this week. Uh, after serving two years of a four-year sentence for the manslaughter of what superstar in 2009? Michael Jackson. Is correct. Nicely done. Okay, Jeff. Um, this one's more contemporary. And then I think the rest of mine are a little bit older. Um, not by much, but uh, Johnny Cochran defended this NFL fullback in a major case in 1995. It is O.J. Simpson. That is correct. Um, a sports star who was really in trouble recently was Michael Vick, who pled guilty to financing and running what kind of illegal operation? Dog fighting. Yes. I have a friend that was, he's not a Michael Vick fan, but whatever NFL team Michael Vick went to after everything was over, he's like, he's a huge fan of that team. And he's like, oh man, we all get stuck with Michael Vick. He's all mad about the whole thing, but then Michael Vick turned out to be really good for their team. <laughs> okay, Jeff, this one's quite a bit older. In 1892, two people were killed. In the court case, the evidence presented were as follows. The suspect was the only person in the home with the murder victims at the time of the murder. A witness saw the suspect burning their clothes after the murder. And I'm going to make you guess now before I give you any more clues. <laughs> and the suspect was like a, a little girl? No. Oh. oh. 
not a little girl. I think you think she was a little girl. Oh, okay. What? But I explained this earlier that she was not a little girl. <laughs> As I was really leery to give you this question because we talked about this earlier. A, a certain ex-murderer, Lizzie Borden? Yes. She was actually third. It, okay. Everybody thinks she was this little girl when she did this. She was not. She was 34. I think she's like 33 or 34 when she, um, well, she was acquitted. But if you look at the evidence, to me, it seems very clear. Um, she's like 34 when she murdered her stepmother and her father. Wow. So she was not a little girl. But my la my last one was the head of the axe was found that was used to kill the victims. And she was acquitted of the charges. Really? There were no women on the jury. It was an all-male jury because of the time period. Mm -hmm. um, I think the case only lasted like three or four days. But she, she burned her dress that she had been wearing that day, and she claimed that um, she had gotten paint on her dress. Yeah. So that's why she burned it. Oh, sure. And of the, I believe... Because um, I had to do, I was taking an English class in high school and we had to, we were doing a specific type of writing. So we had to write like briefs and we had to write one on a criminal case and we, our group wrote on Lizzie Borden. I believe um, that the axe handle was in that same fire. Oh, really? But she's the only person home. The maid was outside. The uh, she claimed she heard nothing, which is really strange. Seeing as she, I mean, this was a very violent attack. Um, they weren't really, you know, chopped to bits as many times as the story or the rhyme goes, but it was very brutal. There are you can like find real pictures. Yeah. Of it online. That's gross. Um, black and black and white pictures, so you can't really see a whole lot, but you can see actual pictures online. And the house still stands. You, it's like a museum now. Cool. Yep. Sarah George Zimmerman was found not guilty for second degree murder of which youth? This is like in the last year. In in the last two and a half years because we still lived elsewhere um Trayvon Martin that's correct and he just got in some big legal trouble again like in the last two weeks George Zimmerman yeah for like abusing his wife or something it's ridiculous um okay Jeff John Hinckley Jr. allegedly we have to say allegedly yes allegedly <laughs> um John Hinckley Jr. was charged of what major crime? Oh, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, can you give me any kind of hint here? Well, the hint I could give you is not really going to help our listeners. Um... Well, first off, it's like one of the biggest crimes you can commit in the United States. Um, um, and we just watched a thing on it in the last two months. John Hinckley Jr. Uh, an assassination attempt? An assassination attempt. He um, attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. Um, he did manage to 
shoot a Secret Service agent. And um, I believe his name was Bill Brady. It was one of the, the men that worked for Ronald Reagan, um, which is how we now get all the Brady gun control laws and the Brady bill. Um, and a bullet hit Reagan. It ricocheted off of the car. Yeah. And hit Reagan. And Reagan had to go to Bethesda, Maryland to the Naval Hospital, um, which gives a fun story for me that my dad's best friend was actually in the Navy at the time and working at Bethesda had no idea that the president was at the hospital needed a root beer in the middle of the night so he ran down the stairs to cross the courtyard to go to the only vending machine that had root beer flung yeah. the door open and knocked over a secret service agent who was guarding Nancy who was out walking their dog so the Secret Service jumped my, basically my uncle. Um, and my my dad's best friend got to go meet Ronald Reagan. They're both from Illinois, so they had a nice chat about Illinois and Ronald Reagan told him, you know, us Illinois boys, we've got to stick together. Well, yeah. So, pretty cool. Okay, Sarah, my last question is about uh, a late 1990s uh, legal case that concerned the lynching of a boy in small town Wyoming, Laramie, Wyoming, and this actually had. You're gonna ask me what his last name is. A play had a play written about the it called Project. the Laramie Project. That's right. Um. Yes. What is what is the name of this? His of this name young is man? Matthew. can't remember his last name. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you half points for that. Matthew Shepard was his Shepherd. name. I, I have to admit, I've never seen the Laramie Project. Um, it was done, well, you know, it was done at my high school um, not long after I left. And it's been done um, in the area I grew up in a few times, actually, in the last 10 years or so. Um, and I know a little bit about the case, but I don't know that much. Um, it was, it was a rights issue, right? It was, he was killed because he was homosexual. Yes, that's right. It's a very unfortunate, and he was a teenager, right? Like 16? Um, uh, he was a college student. He, he was, was like okay. in his like very early twenties, something like that. Very young. Yeah. Very sad. Very, very sad. Okay, Jeff, last question. Jack Ruby murdered what famous assassin? Oh, this has got to be um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. Man, I was hoping you wouldn't get that right. <laughs> who, uh, who shot JFK. Yes. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald went to jail. Um was questioned, and I believe as he was being moved to a different facility, uh, Jack Ruby stepped out of the, the crowd and shot Lee Harvey Oswald, and actually Lee Harvey Oswald was taken to the same hospital that JFK was in, oh, or that wow. JF JFK had been taken to. Yeah. And um, the room that Lee Harvey Oswald actually died in, or was pronounced dead in, was just down the hall from the room that JFK was pronounced dead in. Wow. 
little crazy. All right, so end of round one. Your head five to four and a half. Woo! That's only that's only a half point lead. You still, I know. I was really hoping you wouldn't get that Jack Ruby question though. It's uh -huh. like yes, and he this one he's got. I knew it'd be 50-50. They're like ah oh, no, he's not gonna get it. He's gonna think about it and he's gonna come close, but he's not gonna get it. I, I had to come up with that last question about the Laramie Project kind of mid round because you stole my O.J. Simpson question. <laughs> Sarah, are you ready to move on to round two? Sure am. Let's do it. is a 2000 film by the Coen brothers set in rural Mississippi during the 1930s and centers around three escaped chain gang convicts who are pursuing buried treasure. The film's adventures are loosely based on the Odyssey, an ancient tale by Homer, the poet, not the Simpson. And if only it was a Simpson. And they meet many weird characters along the way. The film placed second at the Cannes Film Festival and scored a 77% freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes, thanks in no small part to the period-appropriate musical selections. Sarah, what did you think of this film? Okay, so I have to say, I did not realize that this was a Coen Brothers film. Mm -hmm. I've seen this before, maybe only once or twice. Um, but I did not realize this was a Coen Brothers film until we watched it this time. I've seen, I know I've seen part of another Coen Brothers film, and I know of some other films that they've done, and that's really not my style. Yeah. Um, they... I don't want to compare them to Quentin Tarantino, but it's kind of that like, everything's fine, everything's fine, violence, 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 violence in your face. Yeah, they've done they've done a lot of really weird sorts of, uh, sorts of plays. And it's totally not my thing. But this film, when, um, who suggested this for us? I don't remember. Oh, darn. Well, whoever suggested this for us, sorry. Um... As soon as the, I, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I, I was home during the day when the email popped up and I saw it right away. And as soon as I saw the list of movies, I sent Jeff a text message right away while he was at school and I was like, okay, these are our three movie selections. And I immediately went and found the, uh, oh brother, where art thou? because I knew that was going to be the choice. <laughs> as soon as I saw, I got excited. As soon as I told Jeff, he got excited. It's such, the music is fantastic. Yeah, it really is excellent. Um, I just, like the, the Coen brothers do 
these really kind of weird weird films like uh, the Hudsucker Proxy that was the one about the hula hoops and well, they've also done Fargo the Big Lebowski. Oh, I saw Fargo when I was a kid. So these are like, you know, kind of sort of... There's one that came out in like the last 10 years that you and I watched. And I remember we only... It was when we lived in that tiny little apartment. And we got like halfway through it and something totally... uh, Actually, what was that last one? No. I want to say that... um, I want to say that what's-his-name was in it. George Clooney. Oh, is it the one about the disc or something? Yeah. Is it this one, Burn After Reading? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we watched, we started watching Burn After Reading, and then everything was, I was like, okay, this is weird. Okay, this is really strange. And then all of a sudden, like, there's a shootout, and, uh, you well, you think that everything's fine, and then all of a sudden somebody gets shot in the head. And once that happened, I was like, well, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Nope, I'm not, no. This is just too, like I said, kind of Quentin Tarantino-esque. I like some of Quentin Tarantino's films. But just gets too out there for me, and I'm like, no, I'm done. I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, there there are a lot of uh, comparisons that could be made to Quentin Tarantino films. Like I said, I mean, I know that they're not identical. They're not the same style, but... It's that, like, do 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 do. Everything's fine. Bang! Something happens. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the totally off the wall stuff is. Where I go, mm, no. Mm, what? Okay. Yeah, I, I I see you there. But I really did love the music in this film. God, the music is phenomenal. And there's like a lot of the acting is really goofy but fun. I, I, oh, like George I, Clooney's character is hilarious yeah, to watch, and a, and a lot of the bigger stars that show up. Yeah, you get John Goodman in this, and you get uh, who is freaking hilarious. I I laughed when I saw John Goodman's character with the eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> and everything. It's like, oh my god! But it's it is a really good film with some amazing music and some great acting. George Clooney did a phenomenal. And the two other guys, I don't know who they were, but they both they all did a phenomenal job in this movie. Absolutely. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I guess I go first again. Yeah, huh? but this time I'm gonna beat you. We'll see about that. What? animal did the blind fortune teller say they would see on a roof? A cow. That's correct. And you do see a cow at the end. Yeah, on you a do. Roof. Uh, when, the, when the valley floods. Because <laughs> I remember Tom Cruise, or not Tom Cruise, God, my brain is gone. George Clooney's like floating on the thing down the water mm-hmm. and he looks over and he's like, uh, what? Because there's the cow standing on the roof. Okay. Jeff, what is Big Dan Teague's job? Is he the... He's the governor, right? No. Oh, he's running for governor. No. Isn't he running for governor? No. Okay. Big Dan Teague's is John Goodman's character. Right. He's a Bible salesman. Remember, he says he's going oh, to sell. I, oh, I didn't he's, that. he's selling the word of God to people, so he's <laughs> going around selling Bibles to everybody. See, I told you I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. I'm up five and a half to five. (laughs) 
Sarah, what is the name of Everett's favorite hair product? Damn. Uh, it's Dapper Dan's. Yes. That was one of my questions. Good thing I have six. Jeff, what story does Everett's wife Penny use to explain why Everett was gone? Um, he was killed. How is he killed? Hold on. Uh, there was like a... Ah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it was like a train accident or something. Some kind of accident. Okay, what? But what's your final answer? Some kind of accident. Jeff, retrace your steps there. Train, train accident. Fell off, got hit by a train. He got hit by a train. They say it like 15 times within the span of like 20 minutes. No, you got hit by a train. That's not my husband, he got hit by a train. (laughs) Even the girls are like, no, you're not my daddy, you got hit by a train. (laughs) Are you having a hard time over there? Yeah, a little. Sarah, why do they have to hurry to get the treasure? Because somebody else knows about it. No. I don't know. I think I was out of the room at that point. Oh. Uh, It is because they just built a new dam and they're going to flood the whole valley. Oh, that's right, because then the valley floods at the end. Yep. I'm dumb today. Okay. Uh, Towards the beginning of the movie, the three men head to Pete's cousin Wash's house where they are met by Wash's son, who has a gun. Who does the boy think they are? Thinks they're from the bank. Yes. Like they're gonna serve some some papers or something. Yes. (laughs) Sarah, what animal does Delmer believe Paul turned into? Uh, Well, he says it's a frog, but Teague says it's a toad. It's a toad. We thought you was a toad. <laughs> Love that scene in the theater. Um. Okay, Jeff, after being baptized, what does Delmer confess to? He confesses to a crime that he had said all along he never committed. God, I don't, I really don't remember. Robbing a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Sarah, what's the name of their band? That would be The Man of Constant Sorrow. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. That's the song that they sing. They're the Soggy Bottom Boys. Yeah. Okay, I guess I have to give that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! You haven't given me my last question. It doesn't matter. I have that half point. Okay, but it's give, gonna put me ahead no matter what. But give me the last okay. question. Jeff, how much do the three men receive for a piece? Uh, a piece, sorry. How much do the three men receive a piece for recording "Man of Constant Sorrow" on the radio? Isn't it like it's gonna be like ten dollars a person? Yes. Only they say there's five of them, and there's it's the yes, like a, the blind uh, radio guy. So yes, they didn't know. Awesome. So at the end of round two, Sarah. 
one! Finally! <laughs> that half point! I guess so. You shouldn't so. have given me that half point. I no, you so. should have because then we'd be tied and we'd be doing this forever. All right. Um, eight and a half to eight. All righty. Do you have any other questions or mm, No, tidbits? I don't. Then I guess it's time for the Wikipedia Listener Challenge. Yes, indeed. The Wikipedia Listener Challenge where we give you, the listener, two articles to connect by using the links in the bodies of those Wikipedia articles. Last week, our challenge was to connect Mark Twain, the American novelist, with Contact, the 1985 science fiction novel by author and physicist Carl Sagan. We heard first from Matt C, who got it in three clicks, and uh, here's his whole email. He said, hey guys, new listener, love the show, especially the references to suburbs of Chicago. That's where I'm from, too, although I moved to Florida to escape the winters. Smart man. Yeah, we understand that. Anyway, here's my answer. He says, Mark Twain to time travel. Which makes a lot of sense, because Mark Twain wrote um, A Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Which okay. is which is about a, a, a... A Yankee in King Arthur's Court? Well, yeah, like a New York kid that travels to, to King Arthur's Court. Two, uh, time travel to Carl Sagan, who wrote about time travel. Two, contact. There you go. So that's right. that is three links. We also heard from Will from Texas, Jason T., Jeff from Darien, and Daniel from Denver. We had quite a few first place ties, so we didn't have an official winner this week, and I'll keep working on making this harder. So, Sarah, our challenge for next time is to connect O.J. Simpson, you know, the guy who had a lot of famous things about him, Mm -hmm. to... Ricardo Montalban. I think we actually used him recently in another Wikipedia listener challenge, but this will be this will be a good one. I don't think we used Ricardo Montalban. We, yeah, no. No. If you say so, he was in Star Trek. He was Khan. Uh, well, I think he might have been like part of an answer. Oh yeah, maybe that's true. Okay. But I don't think he was actually. Like, hmm. we didn't have him as part of the challenge. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Or maybe it doesn't. You never know. Sarah, what should they do if they can suss out the answer? You can send us an email at trivialtriviapodcast at gmail.com. Head over to our website, trivialtriviapodcast.com. Click on Wikipedia Listener Challenge and submit the answer through the form on our website. Or you can head over to Facebook and send us a Facebook message on our page. Excellent. And the winner will get to choose the movie for two episodes from now, which is pretty excellent. Sarah, we got some new iTunes feedback, which is really awesome. We love it when people leave those. So this one came from Matt C., the guy who uh, answered the WLC first this week. He said, it is a great trivia show all around. The banter between the hosts is great to listen to, and the questions are tough but fair. A great way for me to unwind on my drive home. We are so glad that you wrote in, Matt. And again, if you would like, you also can give us some iTunes feedback. Just have a head over to the website, and we will set you up from there. All right, and we're at 129 Facebook likes. Our latest one is Matt C. So if you're not um, liking our Facebook page, you need to head over to Facebook now. Type in Trivial Trivia Podcast. Like our page. We put lots of updates on there when the show's out. 
Jeff or myself, one of us posts right away as soon as the show's up, says, hey, the show's out there. So you could be that first one to answer the Wikipedia listener challenge. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's how like, you find out about time, it. Last time, the episode posted at, like, what, 1 o'clock in the afternoon? That's right. And by 6, we had our first answer. Yeah, and like many more after that. That that evening was like really full. No, I think maybe yes. maybe it's like two o'clock because I remember I said I bet in the next four hours. Yeah, that's right. And right at about four hours, we got our first answer. Sarah, did you know that we are getting people to tweet us their scores? Yes, I did know that. Did you listeners know that? I'm not sure they did, but they know it now. We tweet at Triv Triv Podcast, which is weird because it's not like the whole thing, but we wanted to shorten it a little bit, I guess, because Twitter wants us to do a, you know, a shorter thing. So at Triv Triv Podcast, send us your scores. We'll read them out loud. It'll be fantastic. Hey, Sarah, also, we're going to be on an upcoming episode of Another Damn Trivia Show. What? With host Matt Brundage, who tweets at O underscore Brundage. He's Canadian. We make fun of his accent. It's hilarious. I only made fun of his accent once, but he also said today it was okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's a thing. Like, you can't... Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, please do head over to our website. It is the source of all information regarding the show. You get archives, updated links to the current Wikipedia challenge. It's all good. That is TrivialTriviaPodcast.com. Next time on episode 47, our general knowledge topic will be October. Woohoo! I'm o- excited. Because it's October, I guess. And the movie will be Halloween. Yeah. The, the original from the 70s. It's going to be awesome. It'll be amazing. All that and more next time on the Trivial Trivia Podcast. Bye. Okay. I had a metal hanger that was poking me in the butt and hitting the uh, my little step stool. That's that's going in the uh... yeah. Thanks. I'm really short, <laughs> and I have a step stool in my closet. You're cute. But no, seriously. Like every time I moved. Yep. And I sit up to ask a question, then I slouch back down. Mm-hmm. So every time I was doing that, it was like jingling.